1: I am all in.
3: I wanna you more. I wanna you
0: I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey everybody, Scott Patterson,
1: I am all in, podcast 111 Productions iHeartRadio. Radio. We are going to be talking with William the Laundry Guy, portrayed by Peter Klausner. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Peter. Uh, he portrayed William for two episodes, uh, season four, episode five, The Fundamental Things Apply. And the last episode was season four, episode 11, so short but sweet tenure at Gilmore in The Clamor and The Clanger. His bio was uh, born in Los Angeles, California. He's an actor and a writer known for... Gilmore Girls, Amigo Undead, and Six Degrees of Everything in 2015. And now he is an attorney dealing with class action lawsuits against big pharma and little pharma. Uh, Peter, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Take us back to 2004 and tell us how you got the role of William.
4: Sure. So it actually goes back to 2003. Um, I had just graduated from college. I was 21. And uh, I didn't even have an agent at that time. I'd been a theater student at USC, but I had a manager. And um, towards the end of the summer, she let me know I had an audition for the show, The Gilmore Girls, which up to that point, I had never seen. Um, so I started asking around with friends. I said, what what kind of show is this? Um, is it any good? and i was told well the writing is really good and they talk really fast on the show so when you go to the audition uh, show them that you can talk fast and so i i looked into it um i saw that uh, edward herman was on the show who i loved and um went in for the audition and it was interesting because um as i, as I later found out i think somebody showed me an article and it was right while this was going on but You know, this was um, the the season that I was auditioning for was Rory's first year at Yale. And there was some article that had been written. And I think Amy had been quoted saying, well, now that she's left behind these two guys uh, in Stars Hollow, we are going to parade, you know, every young man uh, in town uh, in front of her. And I I guess I was I was one of those young men because when I went uh, to the audition, um, you know, these auditions are always staggered scheduling wise. For whatever reason, uh, everybody showed up at the same time and it was just an entire lobby filled with with people. It was like, you know, looking into a mirror, but but but, or multiplicity with Michael Keaton. There were just 30 of us um, and every everybody insecure, everybody, uh, you know, staring each other down. And I went in for the audition and I just immediately clicked with the casting directors and uh, they brought me back to to read for uh, Amy and I think uh, some of the other producers. And then I I got the gig nice. and they, they told me to show up. And I, I think I was still 21 at this point, showed up uh, to the to the soundstage uh, in Burbank. And and that's where the the real kind of adventure began
1: Mm. what do you remember about being on set
4: i I mean i was i was terrified Um, (laughs) i mean mean, you know my this was this was not i mean this was this was my first professional audition much less uh gig and um there you know there there were people there that were established now celebrities Mm -hmm. and i had never worked on a soundstage like that Mm -hmm. before i there were just all you know there were bells and I mean literally bells going off and I didn't know what they meant. They right. sounded like fire alarms. Right. I was told that's right. fine. That, right. You know that just means they're filming. Then right. um, you've got those those big hot lights, these big alien cameras staring <laughs> at you, and, um, and and that's before you. Then you get to the fact that 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 you then have to perform and you're performing with an again an established right. famous actress. Um, and, and, you know, the people on set really did everything they could to make me feel comfortable. Um, and, and, and by the way, in the, the, when I went in for the costume fitting, I don't know what a couple days earlier, um, they liked the jeans I was wearing and my Chuck Taylor, uh, Converse shoes. So they just had me wear those, um, for the shoot. And I think that, that made me feel comfortable. You know, I was in my, my comfortable worn in jeans and shoes, um, and the director, whose name I can't recall at the moment, although it's knowable, Uh, she was great. And she really tried to put me at ease. Uh, And, you know, it was uh, it was a couple couple hours. You know, we filmed the scene from as you do from multiple Uh angles. Uh And I was just trying to relax and be chatty with uh, Alexis Bladell getting nowhere with that um (laughs) (laughs) you know but you know i I was there for for one scene in the first episode i was in that scene in the laundry room so it was just a very very quick scene she had a whole day ahead of her right and uh just just was not i wouldn't um, i wouldn't
1: take it personally she was just probably trying to conserve conserve her uh, uh, energy because those are those are tough long days to get through yeah
4: yeah and and i could even sense that um I think she and other cast members I could just t- tell were just exhausted, mm, you know, yeah. from from that from that grind. It, I don't think it's easy for anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh um but you know, I am always trying to 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 lighten the mood and always <laughs> getting nowhere with that. So <laughs> um yeah, it was a, it was a couple hours and of uh, of just, you know, that that one scene and uh you know, I I I I left the set and of course It did what my i called my mom right away like like she demanded i do uh and you know told her all about it and uh Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of fun
1: so so she got the scoop all right okay
4: yeah yeah yeah, totally now the 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 second episode i was in it was a little bit different because i had multiple scenes and i wasn't cast on the fly so i actually got to go to the table read for that one i sat next to lauren graham Mm -hmm. um and got to meet some of the other cast members as well and some of the other people that worked on the show and uh go through that whole table read experience Mm -hmm. and that was a much that 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 was also filmed in one day i think it was four scenes filmed over the course of one day Um, but that was a much longer day than the first time so i I actually started to feel pretty beat by the end of it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you remember what you had for lunch
4: I don't know that I had lunch but um I I think I I think I knew if I ate anything I would just get tired but <laughs> but in the in the scene that uh that in in I think there's a scene in the second episode where Rory and I are in a in like a classroom having a discussion at some sort we're de- debating Middle East politics or something like that mm-hmm. and um you know there were uh, there were snacks in the room um, on the set that were there as, as essentially props. But I think they said something to the effect of if you want, you know, you can grab some of that and, and bring it to the table because everybody's supposed to be kind of munching in this right, scene. Right. And so I saw a bunch of bagels there. And just there's a little nod to my Jewish roots. Um, took a bagel, took a big bite out of it to, dem- to so that it would look like I had been in the process of eating it and put it on the table in front of me. But that bite of the bagel might have been the only thing I actually ate that day. I think I was just otherwise too nervous to get,
3: you know.
1: so your scenes with Alexis and we have uh, people uh, writing in uh, questions this is from Amanda in uh, Knoxville Tennessee your scenes with Alexis in episode 11 from the argument in the international relations club and the confrontation in the dining hall were so good uh, mm-hmm. were there a lot of takes uh, with the pencil twirling she wants to know
4: that is a good question. That's <laughs> very obscure. <laughs> I was, I was. No, it's 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 a great question because I, I was obviously very very conscious of the pencil twirling at the time. Um, by the way, for what it's worth, I don't think I ever understood what I was saying in that scene, and I think I've even gone back and and listened to the dialogue more carefully, and I still don't even know if I know what it was I was really ultimately saying, but as far as the pencil goes, no, I don't recall there being a number. I don't think there were many takes. I, I think I was such a good pencil twirler at that point already that it was natural. That was second nature.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there was a, a, this is from Mary Beth from Seattle. Uh, the tension between you two, you could feel we could feel we feel we could have taken it further and maybe a love interest. Was there a discussion with the writers for that at all? She wants to know.
4: Yeah. I think that, I think going back to what I said earlier about having a bunch of young men parade in front of her over the course of her freshman year. Um, you know, I think they just, after a number, after she'd had a number of encounters and a number of episodes have been filmed, I think they, they made a decision to just take stock and see who the best candidates were mm. for potential love interest. So certainly I think when those scenes were being filmed, it was understood that there was a potential love interest angle there that was in the works, just depending on with which actor she, she had the uh, the most chemistry. Right. And uh, right. Uh, I guess, I guess I, I wasn't that actor. So, uh,
1: you know, I, I don't know about that. There's all kinds of reasons people get parts and, um, uh don't get parts and has nothing to do with with their acting you know what i mean there's all kinds of stuff i
4: I don't know i i think that i think that maybe they were looking to see who had like a natural rapport with her when in character and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing you know as Mm -hmm. i said that that show is very specific about the writing and the characters and how things play out and i think they really just you know they just wanted to take stock and see who the best candidate was just in terms of that rapport with rory right. or right. alexis
1: did you uh did you watch uh, the episode when it came out and did you watch it before you came on here today
4: um so uh yes and no <laughs> um and i certainly considered uh watching again in preparation for this so i definitely watched it when it came out i, I watched uh i watched with my family you know my mom was my biggest fan i i think acting and me being an actor was, was really her dream for me more than it really was mine. Um, and, and she actually passed away shortly after uh, oh. I filmed these episodes. Um, but, and I, I, I was just always very, very thankful that, that she got to have that experience of seeing her boy mm. on TV, which I think was a bigger thrill for her than it was for me. Um, so that was awesome. And I, and I, and I, I watched with them, with my with my parents and I think some other family was there. Um, but as for watching in preparation for this podcast, I, you know, I really wanted to. But I, I I'm one of those actors. I have a really difficult time watching myself after the fact. Uh, it, it is I find it to be a, a thoroughly painful mm-hmm. experience. And uh, I think and, and interestingly, as more time goes on, I find it even more difficult. And at some point, I guess I'll have to show this stuff. I have two little girls. I'll I'll have to show them, you know, these uh, episodes from that time. Daddy was on TV, but I I can't, I can't watch the Gilmore girls episode. I can't watch any of the other shows that I did. So that's a,
1: that's a common theme with uh, many, many of my actor friends. Um, Mm -hmm. I share that with you as well. Um, It's hard for me to watch these episodes. I have, I have to do the podcast and I'm 22 years removed from it. So it's a little easier, but I know how you feel. Um, uh, do people remember you from the show? People come up to you uh, on the street and said, "Hey, you're uh, William, the laundry guy."
4: So that's that's a good question. So for for so long there, no, um, and it, for a while there, no, um, and and uh, uh, but. Um, as the years went on, and that whole um, the whole binge watching experience exploded, and 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 people started streaming and all that, um, and it and it had been in uh, uh, circulation for a while, or excuse me, syndication. Um, once in a while, I would get noticed. I got I got noticed. I I got noticed by a by a flight attendant when I was flying uh, to Las Vegas for my bachelor party. And I remember, and and she recognized me, and and was fawning over me. And I remember thinking, well, why didn't this happen before I was going to a bachelor party? <laughs> um, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then um, when a when a makeup artist actually came to our when I was getting married, um, a makeup artist came to my apartment to do a a, um, a trial run with my wife uh, to make sure they were getting everything right for the wedding. And I was only there for a minute. I left the apartment, and apparently, after I left, she said to my wife, "So this is so random, but was your husband on the Gilmore Girls?" And um, and so um, so so again, and it's so odd that all these things keep happening in the context of my my wedding. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, so it's happened a couple other times since then, but but only once people started binge. I think once they had seen these episodes three or four times and mm-hmm. become low key. Experts on them, right? So, right. Um,
1: so you haven't acted in a while. Uh, what are you up to now?
4: So I'm actually a um, uh, uh, an attorney, mm. and I do um, consumer work, um, sort of class action, mass tort stuff on the um, on the plaintiff side, and so um, and so uh, uh, I've been heavily involved in some of those opioids cases that you're reading about. Um, uh, In the news, I was just in New Mexico for a two month uh, opioids trial against uh, pharmacies. Um, I've taken on to other pharmaceutical companies, uh, Bristol Myers Squibb, Sanofi for the pharmaceutical drug, Plavix. I've represented um, classes of plaintiffs against banks, uh, mortgage servicers, medical device manufacturers that sort of thing and you know by the way and i i I hate to i hate to sort of uh, skip around and derail but i actually remember in the um in the table read for the for i guess it was episode 11 of that season um i think you had a scene involving a shovel that you had loaned somebody am i getting this right or does this even ring a bell Uh -uh. no no go ahead
1: keep talking about maybe it'll bring it back but go ahead
4: well i I think it was something like you were you were shoveling a walkway with her shovel with with um, with Lorelai shovel. Okay. And as you walked away with it, she said you guys had a fight. and She said something like you better bring that back. And you said something like I lent this to you six years ago. And I remember actually laughing out loud uh, in the read. Uh, I, I don't know if that sounds familiar. But Anyway, getting getting back to your question, I've, I've basically been an attorney right. for the last 12 years. I got, mm. after acting, I got um, politically involved in some campaigns. And that was when I really realized that, you know, I think this acting thing was really my my mom's dream for me and not my own. Mm. I just didn't have, I, I always enjoyed it. I always loved television and movies. I just didn't have a passion for it, you know? And mm. I think that uh, when I, 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 think that, you know, you, you, get one chance at life and, and like people always say, you find that thing that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And that just it was not acting for me too many nerves, right. um, right. and, and no real passion. Right, so I right, right. uh, got into law and have, have really never looked back.
1: Well, good for you. You're, uh, sounds like you're really helping out, uh, humanity trying. trying to, you know, claw back some of those dollars, uh, in exchange for. Well, that's just uh, wonderful, wonderful news. You ready to play rapid fire?
2: Sure.
5: Okay,
1: so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fire questions at you gotta
4: <laughs>
1: it's gonna be Gilmore esque in, in its speed. Uh how yeah. many cups of coffee do you have a day?
4: Oh god, uh three to four. Are
1: you team Logan, Team Jess, or Team Dean?
4: Uh, how it don't make me uh, fine team uh <laughs> team Jess. There
1: you go. What is your favorite Gilmore girls character?
4: I would probably have to go with William, the guy in the laundry room. There you but, go. <laughs> short, short of that, listen, I come on. It, that's it, it's such so many great characters, so many great actors. But because I grew up in the '80s and was a big Lost Boys fan, I I just I always loved Edward Herman. Gotcha. Um, but but it just it's so many great characters. Sorry, I'm not being rapid. No, so no, go. no,
1: no. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, what would you order at Luke's Diner?
4: Oh man. Uh, You know, my diet's changed so much since those days, you know, I I can't really eat. I get reflux with so many. Man, you really
1: are a lawyer, aren't you?
4: Yeah, You really are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You take the Um, floor, man.
4: (laughs) I would just take, I would just get a coffee and just listen to all the clever conversations uh, people were having.
1: Would you, would you rather go on a road trip with Taylor or Michelle?
4: Would it break hearts if I said I didn't really know who those people no,
1: were? No, it would not. Uh, finish it's been the, a long time. No, no, I get it. I get it. Oh, uh, finish the lyric and where you lead, I will follow. Dot, dot, dot.
4: I don't know, but my mom would know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anywhere say, that, that, that you sing tell sing me. Along. Right. Um, Jackson's vegetables or Suki's baked goods. You don't even know what that means, do you?
4: No, but I but I remember Suki's so okay. for sure. I, Suki's baked
1: Suki's baked goods. Would you rather listen to Drella's harp or the Troubadours' cover songs?
4: The harp, because I just need to put my mind at ease these days.
1: Right. Chilton prepper stars hollow high.
4: Come on, of course, stars hollow high. <laughs> All right, so.
1: I'm gonna wrap this up but stay with me because we'll do the intro too all right Peter thank you Peter Klausner thank you that's so right. much for uh, coming on board and sharing your experiences with us uh fascinating insightful and uh surprising and thank you so much be well my friend and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon if uh, do you, uh, but that's it you know that, that's it two episodes you're out right
4: that's right that's, that's it. it
1: all right but thank
4: uh, you I, I i appreciate it my pleasure it's, you always, it. it's always fun to go back and reminisce
1: you got it buddy all right take
4: care now have a good one
1: Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount restrictions apply, see program rules in store or at Target.com slash CircleCard.